Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 65 of the Home Ice Advantage podcast. What's going on, Colin? Fuck the New York Rangers. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, both a lot, not a lot to go over. Um, it was interesting going into this game. And there's a lot to unpack in the first three or four minutes because I think a lot of things – first, the Rangers were always going to win this game. Maybe not always, but like this – so when you go down 2-0 in a series, you're pretty cooked. Like it's really hard to come back from that. You go down 3-0 in a series, it's basically over, right? So this was always going to kind of happen. Um, they're going – what sucks is that you put forth this effort – which will be hard to match tomorrow or on Monday or I'm sorry, Tuesday. And you really need that game. But um, I going into this, I mean, obviously I think you always think you can win every game. Right. Um, but we hadn't really been goalied yet. I didn't think um, both goalies had played well, but it wasn't, it was just a tight game going into it. Um, another thing and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I typed out and deleted like 12 different tweets, more or less saying like, there are obviously a ton of Rangers fans, right. That live in New York city. How disgusting is it to see so many empty seats because of the brokers? The actual fascinating part of this, and I'm only going to touch on it for like a quick second, because overall this, this storyline about the brokers is just so stupid. Like I hate it, but if you're going to talk shit as they did, you better fucking make sure everyone is indoor seats, pie, buck chop. Yeah. Every fucking seat, at least lower bowl, has to be filled. Like, what a fucking bungling it was not to make sure that all those seats were filled. Because everything for the first 10 minutes of that game were, wow, a lot of empty seats. Wow, a lot of empty seats. Wow, a lot of empty seats. Yeah, it's rough. Um, to get into the game a little bit, and I wish my wife was here so she could confirm this. She's out right now. We had that early power play, which I thought I thought both were soft. I thought the cross check on Jarvis was a little soft, and I thought that the hold on Zabinajad, which was not as soft as the Jarvis cross check. But guys got away with a lot worse later on. Um, I thought both were kind of soft calls. But when when Svetch hit the post, I was like, oh, we might be done today. Like, this might just be – you were always going to get absolutely robbed by Shesterkin once. That's why – that's what he does, right? That was always going to happen. I think through four games – like, I think Shesterkin is what? One and four now against the Hurricanes. He had never really – he played you well. Again, there's a difference between a goalie playing well and then today where you got fucking goalied, right? Yeah. Um, so I when, – when he hit the post, I was like, you know, this might be the one. Um, then, you like, you, like I said, you got the, the hold, which – I. It, it was, by the letter of the law, a hold, but I didn't think 
it was weird, right? Like, it felt like they called the first period. Like, they just kind of got their penalties out of the way and then let, like, robbery on, on both sides go. And then with, like, I don't know, the officiating – the officiating was fine. It, it's just got to be even. People talk about that a lot. I don't think that's why they lost the game. Can't score in a power play is why he lost the game. But it was weird. Like, go back and watch that Jarvis cross check. That was really soft. And I don't remember who did it. Was it Lindgren, maybe? I think Lafreniere got called for something. I don't think it was that one. Um, yeah, but whatever. So, Rangers score. They're up 1-0. It was comforting to me. When you were out shooting them, like, 12-2, to two, those are the devastating periods. Like, if you outshoot somebody, like, 14-5 to five and they're leading, you're doomed they're still do a ton of shots you know what i mean yeah realistically not allowing that uh power play goal in the forced is what is what was devastating and i actually before i say this i, I just want to i want to add one thing that first of all espn commentating is terrible and we'll get into that later but there the new you know Jenny walken does not agree Listen. He made his first just, playoff appearance tonight. Listen. I like Ray Ferrara too well enough, but come on. No, there were so many. We'll, we'll get into it later. That's not my point. But this new narrative that's developing, and they, they talked about it a bunch in the game of, well, the Canes can't run on the road. The Canes can't run on the road. The Canes can't run on the road. That's not what this is at all. It's 100%. 100% that we cannot put a biscuit in the basket. And this is like – our underlying numbers look good in the first half of the season. But, I, I mean, we were here the entire time. But, like, uh, the numbers look good, but, like, it doesn't pass the eye test. And here we are in the postseason, and not only is it not passing the eye test, but it's not doing anything, which was expected. I'm, I don't want to hear we can't win on the road. So we, we can't fucking score on the power play. That is the actual problem here. Yeah, you know, I actually agree to disagree on that. Was it very overstated? Kind of, but you did not play well at all in Boston. The one game you did, you committed nine penalties, right? Um, and this game, and we could talk about it a little bit now if you want. I think game four, if you lose game four, the can they win on the road is going to be fucking deafening and probably should be at that point. You played really like when you were in Boston, I think it was game, was it game four with the, the Ronta goalie interference? Mm, no, it was game three. Are you sure? Yeah. Because then could check off played game four. No, he didn't. He played game five. No, you're right. I apologize. Because he played at home. You're right. I apologize. I mean, that was game two. Game two is when he got hurt. I'm talking about the goal, the DeBrusque goal. Who cares? I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Um, so you played well in that, but not really because it didn't matter how good your five-on-five five numbers were. You didn't play five-on-five. Five. Um, the You played really well tonight which is good i don't think the canes play about care about playing in msg at all the the power play 
is a problem. And the nature, I was thinking about this today in a couple different ways. The Hurricanes are not an elite finishing team. And what they do is they create rushes and these kind of second chance effort plays to get enough bounces that it actually doesn't matter in theory, right? I'm making their case for their how they're built. It actually doesn't matter how you um, – like if they have more chances than you, if they, even if they don't finish as well as you, they should win more often than not and have a very good defense and are going to limit your chances, right? So to me, that's always made the power play very streaky. Like I, I in Rod's postgame, I thought the power play played well tonight. But I think the PK lends itself against how the Hurricanes generate a lot of their chances. I think Shesterkin is really hard to beat with a single tip. Whoa. I think the second power play, it was at the end of the second. We had like 45 seconds. And then the first 90 seconds of uh, power play time in the third, probably the best power play of the entire uh, postseason. But the other two power plays. Set shit up post on the first one. I mean, yeah, that's but, a goal. I mean, I'm not saying, like, what else came out of it? Like, we're not... Who's fine? I, 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 I mean, okay. okay. I think that it's going to be bad until they score on, like, seven of eight. And that's just always kind of been the nature. Maybe not seven of eight. But that's always kind of been the, the nature of, of the Hurricanes' power play. They don't have elite finish. And they don't have a guy. Well, they don't have a Kreider where they, like they don't have a guy where they can sit in a place and make it happen. So they make it happen with movement. I think Tony D'Angelo is the perfect uh, um, defenseman to to run that. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm not super duper worried about the power play yet either, to be honest, because it doesn't look bad. And much like how the Canes win games all the time by, like, sticking to the game plan. If the Canes stick to the game plan, the power play will be good. So, that's that. That's what I think, anyway. Okay. So, what what were your thoughts, then, going into the second period after dominating them and completely dominating them, excluding allowing a power play goal. I thought they were better at the end of the first, which, again, I liked. If you out-shoot a team 2-1, to 3-1, to one, you're normally – I think it was 18-13 to 13 in, after the first. Um, I thought we played well. The, the Kreider goal was brutal. And when I first saw it, I didn't – see how Tony lost his stick. Um, really just it it'll it'll be it'll say Kreider's goal. Zabinajad scored that goal. And because uh, he swats at Tony's stick up, which is legal as long as you don't get it in the hands, which he didn't. Tony's stick was kind of behind him. Think of like Bam Bam carrying his club, right? He swats it up, it flies out of Tony's hand. That gives Chris Kreider, who's left-handed, the ability to come up, find that corner on Ronta. I thought Kreider – it was funny because the reason that Ronta wasn't hard, hard, hard 
on the post against Abinajad, it was 25% because he's also left-handed and 75% because Kreider was on the back door. And he was trying to cheat just a little bit because Abinajad has made that pass all year, right? So you get that little squeaker when he does it. All right, like, good play. And then Zabinajad uh, sets Kreider up. That sucks. Um, really a very heads-up play by Zabinajad. And then you get – I thought the Canes played really well. After that, you get this awful Nino goal. I don't – it sucks that you, you burned one of your – like, just an awful goal. I have no idea how, like, that goal went in. Um, if, if I'm going to be 100% honest, that's how you're going to beat Zestorkin. Like, you just – every once in a while, just take the stupid shot. Because you're going to get the – it randomly goes – like, what was it? went between his uh, arm and his chest yeah. and just kind of went in. Like yeah, yeah, ninety nine point seven five percent of the time, that's not a goal. He stops that without breaking his sweat. Doesn't even think about it. But every once in a while, it's a fucking goal, and that's amazing. Yeah, I don't think the Canes should really change much of anything from this. I thought, you know, the Max Domi kind of like poke at it. Could have been a goal. A lot of nights you had a post. They had a post too. I think they might have had two now that I think about it. But I think the Canes, I don't think I know, the Canes really outchanced them. And he's very good. And they got away with a few. And it just kind of is what it is in that regard. I thought the Canes played a pretty good second and third period. There's really not a lot to talk about, I don't think. Um, just because uh, – I thought it was well played. And uh, the only thing I'm starting to very much worry about Marty Natchez. I think he's, he's always going to be an on the table, off the table kind of guy, right? There's a lot of things that he's going to take from you. There's a lot of things he's going to give you, but I just think that he has looked really rough. These it's last unfortunate. Two. He, he's looked a little rough all year, not in like an, not an overly negative way, I should say. And he didn't really show up in Boston. And he's all but vanished. He's still been good on the PK, games. for sure. And it's well, not just vanishing. He's made bad passes. He's gotten blown by. He's yeah. fucked up zone entries. He's missed so many fucking passes, too. Not, not even that he passed to the wrong person like it was put on his tape and it was juggled jumbled yeah so not a lot to talk about in the third period until the very end um i guess if you want we could use we'll, we'll actually tie it all in together right so Kane's played a good third period they got i think it was a holding penalty i don't remember who committed it it doesn't matter because the Kings didn't realize they were on the power play um Somebody scored a fucking shorthander. I don't care. Um, it is what it is. And then you got, at the very end, Ty Domi comes in and gives a little bit of cross-check. A clear shot 
but I don't necessarily think a cheap shot, just a shot. Max, Max Domi. What did I say? Ty. Well, Ty Domi would a hundred percent have given that that. Uh, that's funny. A hundred percent would have given that cross check. Except Ty Domi would have been like absolutely dirty. Like he wouldn't have cared at all. So anyway, you're right. So Max Domi gives the the cross check. I don't love the cross check. I'm sure words were said. If you want my honest opinion, and that'll like, so I'm sure words are said, and then Max goes and gives him a little little love tap, and then Lindgren slashes. The one thing I, I will say, and I'm sure from his perspective, this is why it was annoying, is that he's very hurt right now. Lindgren is basically held together with duct tape. So I'm sure from his perspective, it's really shitty to, to have that happen. They get into it. Um, I don't mind stuff like that because they didn't really hit each other either. They mostly wrestled. Um, and then we got Tony D'Angelo, who I didn't think played all that well, but I did a little bit of homework today before the game. His underlying numbers are great still. Um, another shout out too, before we get into the, the TDA stuff and the Gallant stuff, what's another thing that sucks about losing this game. And I don't know if it's the end of the world, but man, Brendan Smith had an incredible fucking game today. He's been having a really good series. Honestly, him and Ian Cole, just that pair. I've been the, having a really good series. I thought Brendan Smith played so well. He broke up that four on one. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, you know, he, uh, I, I thought that maybe you let him and Cole go and then you, you, um, you call up Chatfield who I think is making 300 K next year. So he's going to get, it's his job to lose on that bottom pairing. I don't know. Is Brendan Smith left or right-handed? Do you know? I don't know if Tom I had no. No offense to Brendan Smith. He hasn't really justified me. Knowing. I think he's right-handed. But, like, Chatfield is left-handed. Um, so, that was kind of my thoughts going into this. And I, I don't normally believe too much into, like, the playoff guy type of player. Brendan Smith is a completely different player in the playoffs. If I'm the Canes, I would very – I don't care how the series goes. If I could keep him around for a mil, maybe a two-year with, with an option for both on the back of that, yeah, I'd like to do that. I think he's been incredible. Even without the goal – like, fuck the goal, right? The, yeah. Even without the goal, like, he has been incredible defensively. He's been a problem. He's been hitting the shit out of people. I, I think he's been great. It also brings me joy that it hurts the Rangers every time he does something. What an absolute misplay. What an absolute misplay the Brandon Smith thing was. So the the Tommy the Domi Lindgren thing breaks out. Tony D'Angelo, who's been he had an all time what did he say? He they they asked him if the booing fans bothered him and he's like, uh, uh, I don't give a hell who they boo, they can do whatever they want. Uh, which I loved. 
the I love the rivalry. This is what people have to understand. And I see people getting like very like pr- protective of Tony, which I love. But he is a goon. Like he is a, a Brad Marchand type, right? And he goes and he's going to get people off his game. And he's just a little bit annoying. And it's very on the edge. And, it, you know, I was, I've, I've listened to this podcast less and less because I'm tired of, of all the ads. But uh, what's his name? Steve Dangle said that Marshan is like the game. Once you think about it, you lose. Tony D'Angelo is very similar. Very similar as a player. Well, it's fine because it's not like he's gotten on any Rangers nerves, has he? Like, there was no, there's no, there's no one in that locker room who is so upset with Tony D'Angelo that he would start a shouting match as players are clearing the ice. So it's all okay. Yeah, the Glant thing is whatever. Um, it is playoff time, so to me, that's kind of all. Of this is just written off as like it's the playoffs, right? Um, division rivals. It is what it is. The the glant thing. The one thing I will say is it's very, very, very silly for an old man to tell an in his prime athlete to shut the fuck up, right? Because obviously nothing's going to happen there. And I don't care how big and bad you were, still didn't win a cup. Uh, when you were a player, like you're like Tony D'Angelo would fuck you up. So what are we really saying here other than, like, you know that nothing's going to come of it? So yeah, I think my, it's fine for him. In the the moment, only thing that could possibly come from this is a 20, which will not happen. So nothing will come from this. The one thing I will say I didn't love about him is I respect the energy of, like, hey, if we want to be thugs, I'm going to put in Ryan Reeves. Oh, I That's, thought that was so stupid. But, well, the way he worded it is – like, well, the shoe will be on the other foot, and I'll send out my guy. It's like, I mean, that's kind of a threat. Is that how we feel? Like, we're threatening things now? Please, if, if Glant listens to this podcast, please, 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 to, I, will, I will pray to whatever God you need me to play as much Reeves as humanly possible in yeah, game four. I want him on the ice all the time. Best thing you could do is yeah. put Reeves out there with TDA – who creates offense. Please. We would very much appreciate it. Please. Really go after him. Go after him. I thought um, the thing was like, oh, well, we've got a couple of those guys too and this and that. It's like, Again, a lot of that is the playoffs. I thought he worded it kind of like, just like a lunk. Like he just kind of came off as like a... So at the last Rangers game, there was this old man who was there and he seemed to be in like pretty good shape and was a Rangers fan. And I turned around and he was eyeing us because we were being loud and offensive. Not actually offensive, just Rangers fan offensive. And he gave me this look. I started blowing kisses at him. And I had him with the Let's Go Rangers chant. Because I know, oh, that, wait, that guy suck. knows, that he's too old to get into these antics. He's an old man. He's there with his son, right? And he, I, he looked at me, and I kept looking, and then he left. Because he's an old man. And he's too old for those antics. And uh, so, yeah, the Glant thing... I think it all goes to the playoffs. Like, I don't think this makes him a villain, but fuck him. Yeah. Always, oh. always a silver medalist. They had that joke with like, oh, there weren't even flies around the Eisenman when he played. Yeah, no cups either because he was never good enough. So I thought our 
future Hall of Fame, captaining Stanley Cup winning coach handled it the best, where they were like, uh, hey, did you hear what happened? He's like, no. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Glant and Tony were going back. He was like, all right. And then they were like, well, how do you think this will feed into the players? He was like, I'll have to ask them. I don't know. Yeah. I thought Rod handled it like a class act. Like, listen, I don't care. Next question. Are you going to be yeah. a backup? I still don't care. I, like, I, and I do, me. I do like it is to some degree Domi's fault, if that makes me like he did instigate. I thought everything that happened between them and even Tony and Gallant was just kind of playoff hockey. So, um, whatever. 3-1, Rangers final. You get game two. Is there anything you want to add on the game? Anything I might be missing? No, not specifically. I thought Andre did have a good game, even with the post. I thought, I thought Andre uh, played – Andre was noticeable throughout the game. Let's say it like that. It does feel like Aho is still not, like, going – I do wonder if he's kind of hurt. I do wonder. I mean, if that that hurdle cop, whoever the hell was on that line, which they ended up breaking up later, and I don't know why. I thought that line was pretty good for the day. Maybe it was a uh, maybe Panarin was on that one. I, I don't recall, but I thought was, that line was pretty good for them. It was notable that the fourth line. Um, was was the one producing the most like chances in the final like ten minutes? I thought yeah. that was interesting and not a good way. But you're still eating up, even when they like switched around the the stall line. Like you're still eating up a lot of good good minutes with the stall line. I you do need in game four or game six if you get there. If you get it in game four, there won't be a game six. I feel pretty confident on that, knock on wood. Um, you need an Ajo game here soon. You just need one of these games where he just takes the fuck over and he's, you know, plus 50% on the dot. He's That was for you, by the way. Uh, he, uh, hella goals, all the odd man rushes. He's breaking up everything in the neutral zone. You need that soon. Because you do – we talked about this with the Bruins, but this is true. You win 2-0, you're almost never going to win that game three. Teams that win in five or six win that game four. And teams who don't get eliminated or go to seven. It's that simple. It's worked that yep. way my entire life. So I do want to do one quick uh, positive vibe thing. Which is right. truly, it's, it's not going to be true it's to its name, but I, I think uh, I'm going to really enjoy this. So I'm going to read out a stat line, and you have to tell me which goalie in this series it's for. They have a 1.33 goals against average with a 956 save percentage. Who do you think um, it is? Ronto. No, that's a Storkin. How fucking dare you? Because Ronta has a one goals against average with a 963 save percentage and a shutout, just as a reminder. So, I, uh, 
and I, yeah, I was wrong. I looked into it. The Rangers have not won a game this year where their goalies have posted a save percentage of like whatever. I think Shostakins was like nine seventy four, something like that. Like that is the worst save percentage they've allowed in a win. So like he's had a couple like nine thirties. Uh, there are a couple stinkers in there. There's the Gorgiev one, but the Rangers against the Canes have not won a game where their goalie does not post a 970-something save percentage. Now, I'm new to hockey, just some kind of hillbilly or whatever, but is that sustainable? No. Is that something you would put money on is the question. Yeah. Of that happening every game. Need game four. Need game four. Let's get into game four predictions here. Um, What are your thoughts? I 100%. Give your thoughts and give a score. So this is 100% real now because Gallant fell into the Tony trap. They might honestly try to play Reeves more, and then they're going to try to become more physical. And I hate to tell you, the last team tried to do that with us. It didn't end well for them. So if, if, they, if they really come out and try to play a physical game against us, which I, which I believe they'll do, they're going to take an L. And it's not going to be pretty because we play the physical game quite well. And or like, if it's a physical game, that's a lot of board battles. We're going to win those. <laughs> so uh, 3-1 Carolina, come home, finish the series, knock on wood. I don't think... I don't think you'll see more Reeves. I don't think Gallant is a bad coach. If you watch baseball, Gallant's Dusty Baker. Just who he is. It's fine. Just a great regular season guy. He'll go on some runs, but not a winner. And uh, regardless of how this series goes, he's not a winner. I think Tony is definitely under people's skin. I think you are right and that it will be more physical. I think that does play to our strengths. If I'm the Rangers and Tony D'Angelo at any point puts the Hurricanes up in a game in Madison Square Garden, they're going to take a penalty within seven minutes of game time. Guarantee that. Guarantee that. If that situation happens, they're going to take it because Tony D'Angelo is going to let every human in New York City, maybe New York County. Yeah. It might not even be New York County. It is. I don't know where MSG is located, actually. It's in New York County. There you go. Anywho's it. What I'm getting at is if that happens, the Canes will win. What's your score? What's your final? 3-1. Mm. Yeah, I, I'll go 3-1. I think you're right. I'm also like... Everything still feels very tight in terms of score. Yeah, just, like, things still feel close, even if they're more open. I want to leave us with the... Uh, I, like, don't let this game leave a bad taste in your mouth. Don't let your head fall a little bit because of this loss. Like, this is whatever. Yeah, you were never going to sweep them. And they're still a good team. I don't think they're as good as the Bruins. 
So that makes it like, you know, shittier, I guess, when you lose to them. But yeah, I still feel good and confident. I don't think it's a super huge deal. Um, yeah, so we'll do this when Tuesday night and have it out. Yep. All right. Yeah. Let's go, Kings. <laughs>